water. Right. Oh. Hey. 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 Yo. Yeah. This beat's still fire. I really do enjoy it still. What it does, what it's popping, what it's cracking, lacking everybody. My name is C. My name is No Sean. Welcome to episode 77 of Bad Habits of Podcast. No Sean I in the building tonight. G'day, g'day. How you going? What do you know? A fucking Straya. Straya. How are you, mate? What's going on? Chilling, bro. How are you? Oh, it's good, mate. It's fucking chilly, you know? chilly, uh, chilly snowflake. Chilly willy snowflake in Toronto. It would be. Mate. What'd you uh, say it was for that for you? It was minus. Well, with the wind, it was like a minus six size or something like that. It says minus Ooh. five. And then it says minus, feels like minus nine. The wind is making it colder. So yeah, minus nine. There you go. Okay. Well, we've got minus nine feels like minus 16. How about How, how's about you win and not the good kind? I don't want to win. I do not want to win that hey, contest. Mate, you, you stay inside with your t-shirt on, eh? You freeze your <sighs> nips off. Right. It's, uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why. Like the heating in this, this whole fucking apartment. I think I told you all about the Yeah, you gave the us the flooding tragic, a tragic news. Yeah, and the, then the heating's been fucking whack. Like yesterday, we had to have like the space heater on. Today, it's not so bad. I guess I feel a little bit better, but mate, fucking still shit, far from I? ideal, mate. Far from ideal. Still dealing with a bunch of nonsense, but you know the vibes. Everyone, uh, what the fuck is with construction workers? So then, obviously, they're saying the the the, the flood in this building started a few floors up. Then they're they're going sort of down the 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 apartments to, to fix. And they're supposed to come tomorrow. That's a whole other thing for us. Cause we don't want to do it no more. We just want the repairs as opposed to a replace. We've got too much shit. So we're trying to deal with that. The motherfuckers mm. aren't responding, mm. but when they fixed the one upstairs, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. Like they've got these sh- like older style parquet floors that I believe they're sort of ripping them out and replacing it with these like linoleum wood looking things. It's sort of nicer and they don't fuck up like these do. Yeah. And the I there was like at not I think it was nine a.m. maybe even earlier um Wednesday and Thursday like like the full fucking machines like scraping I don't know what they're doing they must be like digging it up and chipping it up yeah out the wow. con- concrete or something Trash. at nine a.m. and then that shit might finish by ten or eleven then no more noise the whole day it's like they do Whoa. the fucking loudest thing the first thing in the morning. And then I'm like, I fucking hate these cunts, bro. Like, I don't. Yeah, dude. Construction's like 7 a.m. They are allowed to start. Like, I hear that shit outside. They're building some cunts next door to my joint. A building extension on there. They're building out and up on their existing up thing. Anyway, it's yeah, seven seven oh one, mate. Jackhammers is bullshit. These cunts uh, love love starting on the clock. It's really really trash. I feel it for you, heavy. I, get, I mean, look, I get it that, like, you know, you want to get ahead of the day, you have minimal daylight and blah, blah, blah. You want to like, maximize yeah, the yeah. time. But fuck me, Fuck bro. me, like, mate. As a, a night owl, like, this is uh, extraordinarily unpleasant. I am dreading tomorrow because then these motherfuckers going to rock up and the manager's not answering. They're going to be like, fam, I'm, I'm not moving my shit. Like, there's nowhere for it to go. So mm-hmm. just patch i don't even know if the mans that are coming can do the patching like can they are they just the ripper uppers and they replace it or like do the they demo guys to, yeah fucking hell yeah like you know what i mean i don't even know because the manager's not responsive i don't have a phone number anywhere i just i imagine I just, anyone just should just go you know, like full hulk smash and kick the door and be like oi cunt what's the fucking deal eh? well he doesn't live here oh because that would be optimal that's what you the, need the, 
he's like the 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 cunts who are in this building are fucking like some Italian family who've had a they got a, a series of buildings that they you know must be worth hundreds of millions. They got like some sort of winery in Argentina and all oh, that this shit. Nice. So they don't give a flying fuck about anything. It's actually hilarious. Like they're not quite slumlords, but it's not that far above it sometimes. Like the place is fine for the most part, but there's such so many small things that they're tight asses about. I imagine almost everybody can relate to this in some shape or form. It's, uh, well, there's a lot of people you know. in the world that live in apartments, so I definitely think you're, you're uh, hitting some truth right there, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. I want to have a bit of a whinge fest, but it's pissing me off. I'm just I'm staring. Hey, we gotta let the people know. It's you know, it's it's uh, insight to the old C Feezy day 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 routine, and uh, right. unfortunately, there's some shit. It's okay. We'll get it sorted. So she's good. But yes, this week, uh, Dan left for Toronto. We thought, you know what? Because he didn't know what his plans are. We're like, look, instead of postponing this again and doing midweek last week it was like a bunch of us couldn't do certain like basically all of us could have had circumstances where we couldn't do certain things so um we put had to push it into like midweek but this week we're like all right we had the time dan didn't know so like all right fuck it me and you'll hold it down this week and then next week we'll have the end of year wrap up with all of us in person for the first time ever which is uh kind monumental of yeah, I don't even know how that's just, I mean, it's going to be great. I, I mean, I can't like, do this in the lounge room, but it's all right. I'll come pre toasted, well, but. I don't care if anyone smokes weed around me. I prefer not to smell like it, but it doesn't, weed doesn't really bother me. It's oh, I know. It's like just, tobacco. I'm just, yeah, this is what He's, I usually uh, do. I just won't do that. Well, we can see. I don't want to like make you uncomfortable either, right? So, oh, we just, can, no, uh, it's fine. We can see what's going on for that. But I yep. think that'll be, that'd be fun and people will probably trip out because there'll be. One, uh, oh, you've got your camera. I was like, because I don't usually bring this camera with me when I travel because I have another camera for photos. Just and chuck stuff it on the, video. on the 50, mate. Sweet ass. Yeah, like you can, uh, oh, the 50, would that be, I mean, that'd be fine, right? It's got to go back a bit, though. Of course. Easy. I mean, well, we can, whatever, you, you got plenty of space for that. We can make it work. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Oh, would like, you be oh, doing the like, podcast here? Do? I was thinking that. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. That's cool. I'll just, well, oh, because you thought we'd come to Clovers. Um, well, I can t- dude, you can come here if you, that's fine. As long as cunts yeah, are down I mean, uh, to come here. Like, there's, you know, sweet. Let's talk about it. I just thought it might have been easier. Um, oh, it's already set up. It. So, yeah, I can just like, I don't know, put the fucking camera over there so I can see, I don't know, we'll make a little scene. It'll be nice. i got all my plates Yeah, we can make there, a so. set and to be a bit different. Maybe if you put that behind, we sit on the couch we together. sit in the corner. Oh, no, like we, the Joe Budden thing and then put that behind the couch no, so we, it blocks the rest of the house off. We can figure this out. This would be good. We can make yeah. a set where all my plants are in the corner where the microphone, where this used to be, will sit there and then the camera will be on us in that corner. We'll just make it look pretty And we can just looking. use my mic for the audio. Yep. Or oh, is it better to no, use yours? But, well, both. This, the, we can use both. They're right there. We'll use both and I'll blend them. Okay. So we could do it like normal where I'm talking with Dan. Dan and I will share this mic and then you have yours. Because yeah. you, you have to have it right in front of you to be able to to do that, right? For you, we can't share one mic like Of course we can. That. Can we share that studio mic? Though? Absolutely we can. Oh, we can just make it the round, the, the infinity thing. Yeah. Oh, do you know why? You, you reminded I, for, I fucking forgot that like we used to do BOS on this mic right here. I can, just, I can just make it the uh, the cardio, not even the figure eight. It'll just do like the, it'll get the front cunts. Anyway, we got it. Logistics under right. control. Boom, boom. I, I mean, I'm going to bring this mic anyway, just in case, but uh, I don't think I'm planning to do much other crazy content, but in case we do some other shit, I, I will have it. But 
Anyway, that could be a nice little uh, little option. You got Fuck a tripod in the cam. I can boom. plug that right into the computer. Fuck uh, business on boom. air. What do you think about that, kids? Hey? Look at that, guys. See, it's how you figure it out. I guess we just hadn't talked about it. So that's true. Yeah, that'd not. be fun. I'm looking forward to that because I think that would just be like, like you said, monumental. First time in that'd be episode seventy-eight. So it's Ooh. like we started in May last year, I think. So a year and a half, a little more than a year and a half. We all haven't been in the same fucking room. That's actually do actually kind of trash, but you know, you know, I guess it's the way that this uh, this bullshit that's going right now is uh, continuing to drag on and on and on. So you know, uh, we shall uh, make it work. We shall Sorry. sort it out. Sorry. Um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Some things we didn't get to last week because I feel like we've been uh, been able to have been a bunch of stuff to talk about. I guess. Eh? I mean, so. Yeah, what's some new stuff that happened? So I saw that today or last night, this is Sunday, so I think on the Saturday night, uh, Draco the Ruler, who is, I don't—I know the name for sure, but I really, I'm not familiar with his music, but he got like stabbed to death in the neck yes, at his up. own show in LA. And that's pretty fucked up, man. I feel like rapping's pretty dangerous these days. Is that like, like a, yeah, it sounds like a targeted thing, like stabbed in the neck, I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fucked up. I saw like, lots of people were posting about it. Drake uh, was posting a bunch of things with him. And, you know, so he was a bit of a, I imagine, some sort of a big deal. I, I, like I said, I can't speak too much to us. I just don't know. But, um, yeah, the it was, it was kind of fucked up. I mean, how many, I, I, we probably should actually look. I bet there's probably a list online of how many, like, rappers have passed this year alone. It must be bonkers. I think it's maybe, a you know, a record year that's like not a good record but like there's an abundance of entertainment artists dying that's just it's fucked up especially like in brutal ways in real brutal ways like like if are you looking for one yeah see if you can find a list on it real quick because i wonder what uh, like you know i guess you got like when we had three was that this year three in a row it was dmx shock g and uh, was it biz Marquis, or was it someone else that sounds about right so I've got. I think it might. Yeah, go on. I'm just uh, hang on. Still looking here. I'm looking okay. for one particular number. Like, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I just remember there was three weeks in a row we had podcast titled "R.I.P." with the with the artist, uh, which is just fucking crazy to me. Um, yeah, there was like Black Rob, Bismarcky, DMX. Black Rob was the one. There you go. Yep. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, a young Dolph. Man, so many. There's no actual number, but there's like. Hmm. There's dozens, not dozens. Maybe wanna, maybe a dozen. Want to read them out? I mean, we we'll, we'll probably should keep that for next episode as well. But you can read them out now. As we we'll talk about, that's one of the things that happened this year was enough people, you know, either passed naturally or of some disease or violence. I guess. So I found out. Okay, so wow. <clears throat> so Scott LaRock, Paul oh, yeah. Paul C, Trouble T Troy. Brandon Mitchell, D-Boy Rodriguez. So, oh, wait. This is every single one. Wow. This is the wrong. Wait. One second here. Oh, every single one ever? Hmm. Or was this for 2021 only? It's not very clear. Oh, here we go. Okay, so 19. Beauty. Mm-hmm. D-Max, Lil Loaded, Young Dolph, 
Okay, this is not the right website either. No, this is correct. This is trash. I need more research. Need more time to research this one, mate. Sorry. That's okay. I know. I threw it on you real... Normally, we'd have Dan looking it up while we can yap it up. But look, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's been a, a, a pretty serious list of people. So yeah, this dude was added to it. It was trending on Twitter this morning, I saw. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of people were... Like, you know, sometimes you don't know who... Like, how important some, some people are. Like, you know, if it's not, like big for like us, their, their community influence or their uh their impact in the in the close circle yeah um i feel like that's exactly what it is when, when you see the larger rappers really talking about them you're like oh fuck like these people had some uh had some serious like reach okay now it's not on my trending page anymore um but either way Fucked up, man. Hate seeing it. Definitely, uh, definitely just some sad ass shit. So that uh, you know, hopefully, no, no more before the end of the year, please. please Universe, no, what yeah. are we? December nineteenth now. So this is like a week in a bit. Let's uh, you know. Man, I found a list on Wikipedia of of murdered hip hop musicians, like just the ones that got shot and killed, or stabbed, or beaten and shot, or whatever. Like, this it's actually fucked the way they've put it into categories. We have, we have some data to sort through. This is actually wild. I've never seen this sort of shit before. Okay. Maybe we should definitely uh, review hell. all of that before yeah, I'll the next send you the episode. Then. Goodness me. Yeah, please. Add, or just chuck it in here. I'll make some room. Chuck it in the, right. um, the doc, the note. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. RIP Draco, the ruler. That's fucked up, man. Just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like, just be careful, yo. Like, shit is crazy out here, man. It's wild times. Fucking life is crazy these days. Insane, mate. Um... It really is. So we have a bunch of Dr. Dre related news here. So the first thing, and I don't know exactly what these were, this was from, but I found this link on NME.com and they had like YouTube embeds from, oh, here we go. This is from the, it says these news, there's a bunch of songs, most of them featuring Eminem, uh, Snoop was on one or two, uh, and they appear on GTA online expansion, The Contract. Uh, and you were telling me before that Dre actually didn't know what um, what GTA was, which is pretty funny. Yeah, weird. So, I mean, you know, I guess you're uh, you're that rich for that long. Well, he knows about it now because he's getting money from having his, uh, his compo- compositions on the soundtrack, etc. So I can't believe that didn't happen before. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's been – maybe he's just too much or there was a deal, like he couldn't do it. Like a clause in yeah. his, like, somethings. Yeah, it could have been that. Maybe mm. he couldn't talk about it because they were probably working on it for a while. But yeah. So it looks like there's songs here. There's a song called uh, Solitary Tracks. So it means solo with a song called Black Privilege and Falling Up with just Dre, I think. Just then there was a song called Gospel with Eminem. Then there's a song called The Scenic Route with Anderson Park. Awesome. Then there is a song called ETA with Snoop and Buster Rhymes. Ooh. And then the last one is called Diamond Mine with Ty Dolla Sign and Nipsey Hussle, which is pretty cool. Ooh, sick. And I would recommend if you get a sec to check them out. Like I, oh, actually the one with uh, the scenic route also features Rick Ross. I forgot about that. Um, I was pretty impressed with all of them. Like the beats slap, rhymes are good. Uh, Dre's voice is sort of, you know, I feel like, don't you notice like Dre's voice feels like it like changes like every time. Every single every time. Every time you sort of hear him do stuff, it's just like, oh, he sounds totally different again now. Yeah, I guess like, he doesn't rap no, consistently no. enough, but it's um, it was cool. It's like I like hearing it. Um, you know, everything was quality. The link 
that I had, like, because it's just YouTube rips. I guess they didn't release it because it's exclusive to the game. I actually checked on Spotify and there was no GTA album or song releases or whatever. So this is the only way to hear it. And it's not the highest of quality, but you get the vibes. So, yeah, I was mm. impressed with that. And then Definitely I saw this that. too. Yeah, man, it was it was nice to hear it. And then you just brought this up before about uh, Marsha Ambrosius and Dre uh, basically finished an album together called Casablanca. And they shared, there was a photo that I saw of Dre kind of doing a selfie in front of an orchestra, like, you know, 20 yeah, people nice. maybe in a room. And then you said you saw a different one of Marsha in a control room. Yeah, like it's in the in the console control room. They're just like just like posing up, boom, boom, looking all thuggish, ruggish. Uh, Marsha's wearing a Wu Tang t shirt, looking like an absolute Ooh, boss. Okay. Um, just it's good I to see her. those two. Yeah, she's incredible. We saw her at uh, South by Southwest, didn't we? With, with uh, Miguel eh? and uh, that was insane. Yeah, she was just playing the fucking the keyboard and singing like a boss all by herself on the stage. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. This one. That's the one. Yeah, exactly. That photo. She's look. She looks cute, man. Like she's doing well. Like you know, she's, she's holding it be down. Like Mid forties. Yeah, least. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, it's called. She, you know, yeah, she's uh, it's called Casablanco. Casablanco. Casablanca, which is interesting. <coughs> it's cool, and she's phenomenal. Yep. Um, so yeah, is he. A bunch it's, of, gonna, oh. it's a great. Like whenever they've done, she's so whenever Marsha has sung on the game tracks over Dre beats, they've worked together. So there's nothing like we don't really know. We know exactly kind of what the fuck caliber to expect. These guys are going to blow our heads off, our ears off, our headphones off, our goddamn head tops. And Mm -hmm. I'm here for it, mate. Yeah, same, man. And uh, you're right. You're so right. The game examples are probably some of the best stuff that she's done when she's done like that music The perfect feature where she's got all the layers and then there's a breakdown, there's a bridge, and then you get the goosebumps and you make the disgusting screw face. Like it's just the best. Mm. Love her, love her, love her. So, yeah. You're so right. And imagine her with all the orchestra and all that beautiful strings. Stop it. It's just... Dude, violins give me goosebumps by themselves and then you chuck in her and then everything else. I'm going to just lose my mind. Probably going to cry. Definitely goosebumps. Maybe get yeah. a bone up. Not too sure. We'll have to, I'll have to let you know. Could be all the above. Could be... Uh, yo, above. that's the holy, the holy trinity trio, isn't it? Hey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want the, <laughs> the goosies, the... What'd you say? The goosies, uh, the boner, the, the tears. And the tears, yeah. Tears of joy, right. and the goosebumps of emotion, and the boner of happiness? I, I, but I boner exactly of boner of happiness. Yeah. I'm going with it. That's happiness. the name of the episode. Oh, we're going to keep that. <laughs> Lock it yeah, in. Yeah, man, Eddie. so that'd be a good one for next year. I think that's going to be an exciting project to look forward to. So fucking shouts to them. Shouts. Um, I love that. And the other Dre news was, what was the third one? Oh, no. Oh, the Grand Theft Auto thing, which actually was the same thing as the other one. Actually, I didn't right. realize because we wrote that down before. Duff, duff. So, duh, bloody idiot. So that's dope. So I'm excited for that, man. That's really, really cool. Now, you saw some shit about a super group with three rappers that we're talking about. Yeah, um, just a check him on Instagram little, little screenshot of uh, Lloyd Banks, Dave East, and Vado are making a MC supergroup to take back New York hip hop, is what uh, Hip Hop DX is saying. So, hip hop supergroup, a little far fetched. Definitely good quality MCs. I want to see what's <laughs> going on there. But uh, they're both they're both uh, no. sorry they 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 are all respectively dope. Um, but I can't really say that actually because I don't know who or what Vado is. And V-A-D-O, yeah? V-A-D-O, yeah. Like his image looks so, familiar. Like the photo I saw of him, I'm like, oh, I kind of know what that 
Like this kind of recognize that cat. That's it. Yeah, I was like, I kind of recognize him, but what songs does he sing? I don't really know. Just couldn't ring a. Couldn't, Is he a uh, singer or a rapper? I maybe don't know. That's what that's what we need to find out. Got to do some mm. uh, some searching on this cat, but um, I mean Lloyd Banks was definitely super strong as an MC and G unit. Um, he'd always have standout feature bars. He's not a shit cunt at all. Dave East, like I don't know, man. I'm like on the fence with this cunt. He's definitely dope. He's a good lyricist, but like he doesn't. He's not my cup of tea that much. And uh, I don't know what Vado's oh, deal is. Like, have I heard? I can't think of a song that Vado's on. Like, what is? Who's he roll with? Is he? Um, I know. What, yeah, good question. He, I'm just like, who's he down with? I just don't know. Oh, he's rapping. He's rapping. Cool. Then I mean, MC Supergroup makes sense. He should be rapping, but maybe he got some vocal chops. But uh, yeah, I want to see what he's about. If he's got some bars, then I'm, I'm here for it. But we'll, we'll see. Not to- None of them are talking about it. And you said you saw it Hip Hop DX. Yeah. Hmm. And it was like on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like it was just not that long ago. Well, actually, hold up. There's a picture here. Okay, and they're calling themselves different names. So there's one with the three of them just in a photo, but they're not like announcing that there's a group... Uh, name or anything like that. Hmm. So Lloyd Banks on the left, Dave East on the right, Vado gotcha. in the middle. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Oh. Well, you know, I agree with you. Dave East is a strange one. Like, he has all the cred because he he was like Got Nas's. co-signed by Nas, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, he, was, he, he had some, you know, good energy and he's aggressive and he's showed he's hungry as fuck. He's got the family. He's from the, he's from like Marcy or something like that. He's from like Round Away. Or is he from Queens? I can't remember. I mean, I've seen, vi- I've seen video team. of him in his respective hood doing some shit, and everyone was like, you know, you know those vi- those behind the scenes videos, whatever that was. Um, I don't know. Like, he seems like a good dude, but just like his music doesn't like slap me in the face. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think he came across dickish on one thing I saw. I was like, you know what? Yeah, just wait. That's just a have to fucking wait. good point, dude. I feel like if there's one time where the artist comes across like a wanker, like the best example, and you probably know where I'm going with this, is Goldlink. Oh, dude. The Soul Lection interview where Goldlink basically talked like early Kanye as if he was the fucking- Prodigy of the next everything and like the sickest cunt ever. And it was, and he hadn't done shit like Kanye had done. Hmm. Like Kanye wasn't like publicly as much talking shit, but he'd already produced all this stuff on on the, you know, uh, what was it called? The Dynasty- Blueprint, mm. um, and then Black Album, and he started to come out a bit more as an MC with some leaks and a few little features or whatever. But he'd already done some brilliant shit, and it was like, yep. okay, I, I won't bored with this. But then this cat had done some pretty subpar stuff. His biggest song is only big because of Brent Fires's hook, um, like the Crew Joint, mm. and you you hear that one interview. I'm like, I can't look at him the same. And then he did he did this thing, this uh, Instagram post. When Mac Miller died, yeah, and trash. it was just like it made it about him. It was I, someone brought it up the other day or whatever, not so long ago, and I totally forgot about him. Like, yeah, definitely oh, yeah, was not a fan that. of that. We've talked about it before. I brought that up. I'm not a fan of him because of the way he uh, spoke. It's just not cool. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that, bro? But then it's you look at it move. like that, and that's like that's how serious it is. Like, if an artist behaves a certain way, like people are going to be like, nah, man, I'm. I'm done. I'm not supporting you. Like, yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of thing because I don't know. We're pretty quick to cut it off. Like every there's eight trillion artists now, 
So if you start- It's a bad character move. It's like it means so much more than what the thing is. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You can see right through cunt with when they do certain moves like that. It's like, no, that's it's so insincere and like, I don't bangs with that. I don't align with that at all. So that's why I was like quick to fuck him off. Like, You know what? It's all it takes. Do you, can you think of any other artists that you personally or have seen people write off because of maybe like you said, like a character flaw or like a way they came across in- press or whatever or on yeah, social like honestly like uh the homie mighty rhino bless his cotton socks on facebook goes on regular rants of, of uh, artists that he dearly enjoyed entertainment wise and then he's cut off since because of their public uh mishaps and fuckeries and he's just mm. you know i think it, he's he's like he uh he talks about cancel culture and shit like that and then he's just listed the people that he doesn't bangs with and he gives all the reasons um, hmm. So I've learned a lot cool. by this rhino just spilling <laughs> the absolute gems and the knowledge. So shout out to the mighty rhino. He's the fucking best, mate. So, um, yeah, tough dude, man. Check yeah, me. that is definitely uh, something to see. Like just those statuses really opened my mind because I, I wouldn't have known half the things or so the people that even movie stars he doesn't rock with because they've done ill uh, things. So it's just like, wow, Ooh. so many cunts that have done some shit stuff. I was trying to think while you were talking of some others. I mean, the main one I think a lot of people don't fuck with is Kanye because of that. But we are, I don't want to speak for you, but I know I'm pretty sure you feel the same way as me. It's just Mm -hmm. sort of like we've been stands for too long and you kind of can't, like it's hard to not rock with him. Um, You know, it just is what it is. When you got that level of brilliance, you just kind of got to like, all right. Like he's not like he's fucking doing anything horrible aside from the Trump support, which, and he said some questionable shit, like fine, but did he really hurt anybody? I guess. Did he really, I don't know. He's eccentric and weird and heck he's, he's fucking, he's creative he's genius. Wild. Like, I mean, unfortunately cunts like that are a bit off the rails. What are you going to do? Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's a difference between that and like, I don't know. He's probably the main one that everyone is doing some most, things you uh, get like locked in jail for, or like, you know, charged for. So, Kanye ain't really like yeah, bad. He's just a crazy nice. man. He's a product of his, of his environment, but he's I'm, also and a not, genius. And like, fuck, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, he's bipolar and he's actually a genius. And those people are fucking wild and out of control. Just is what it is. Like, name, like he said, name one genius that ain't crazy. And exactly. everyone's off their fucking heads. So part of the game. But you were, I guess, with the, the thing with um, Dave East, I'm more thinking of even not something that's like everyone's canceled him for, but maybe a person that you've seen talk and then you're like, I don't fuck with you, man. Like, I don't like mm. the way you talk. I don't like the way you carry you yourself. You move, so. and like, exactly. Yeah, you can see, it's like his energy seems like sleazy and like, uh, I don't know, man, only in it for the, the one thing, even though he says one thing. Who are you talking about? Uh, Dave East, like just from the- Okay. He came across sleazy, eh? That's what well, it was. Well, not sleazy, it's, um, I don't know. Was feeling himself too much, or was it like a little slick? And his, it just seemed like a bit of an act from the the way he's talking mm. on camera. It just seemed like a bit of an act. That's all. But that's what happens. He's playing the game. Maybe that's what it is. And I'm just reading that part of it. So, but like, I just wasn't like. Oh, I was like, ah, oh, fucking whatever. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair point. I was just trying to think. I swear, there's other people that I haven't fucked with for the exact same reason. I just can't really <coughs> think of them right now. Usually, if you don't like them, it's just because their music doesn't resonate or whatever. I mean, like, you Not know, the beat, beats are fine, but, like, just doesn't doesn't wow me or make me want to go back. But just yeah. being a cunt really now. Well, I mean, he would... 
I did like Dave East. I haven't seen anything like that that turned me off him as an individual, but I did like that he was friends with Nipsey because we were big fans of Nipsey Hussle and, and yep. he held the, the East Coast vigil like Sector the day that, that he died. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good wherever point. Wherever he's from. That's a good point. I do remember seeing uh, photos of that. That's got to give him that. Yeah, for sure. he was like crying and he held it out. It was somewhere like in wherever, where you mentioned wherever he's from, it's Brooklyn or Queens or something like mm-hmm. that. And he was like, I think he was sitting on top of a car or something and just like either talking to people, like projecting, or he had a mic or something and was like being real, crying about the stuff with like a blue rag type of thing. And, mm. um, I was like, that's dope because I didn't really think much of that. But anyone who is beloved enough by someone that I really fuck with and then he's sitting there as a young man in a in a culture where it's not okay to really cry, like, mm. to let that out. I was like, that's cool, man. Like, I, I respect that's that. That's a big move. I didn't know that. That's cool. Mm. I just That's really all I can really think of from him. Every But same as you, every, every all the music I've heard is like, yeah, uh, cool, okay, fine. Like you can rap, but it didn't, it didn't move me. It's mm. more, but then because now he's got Lloyd Banks and if anyone, I don't know, that Vado dude had like 400 something odd uh, Instagram followers. So obviously got, he's doing yeah, something, right? Yeah, exactly. So okay. maybe the what Lloyd up? Banks fan. I'm going to listen to it still because like Lloyd Banks will get me in the yeah. door. And hopefully the That's other two cunts will, uh, you know, just do the job. You never know. Yeah. Like, I'm always down to give a cunt another chance. I literally was talking about something I saw on uh, that Dave East thing was fucking years old. Man. It's like, that's a that's a three-year-old point of view, what I just gave you t- as well. Gotcha. So, like, I haven't really checked his shit or anything since then because I just didn't really care. And it also didn't pop up on the radar. So I didn't, you know, dive out looking for it. But, you know, fuck, mm. I'll give a cunt a second chance. If it's fire, it's fire, and I'll tell you next week if it actually is. I like that. And I think, though, that illustrates the point once again that, like, be careful if you're an artist. Like, be careful how you position yourself publicly because, like, you know, you remember that from a few years ago, and that's really all you think about. And you see him again. It's like, oh, that guy, fuck that. Like, he seems like a dick. And you won't even check it. Like, you do, like, one thing. People have goldfish memories and also or they've got elephant memories like this and they won't even bother they'll see one thing and they're quick to write you off because there's eight trillion other artists so no one really that's true owes you anything and no one there's like a fewer ride or die uh fans, fans these days followers yeah. listeners well it's arguable Unless, it depends on what platform but that's yeah because there's some people that are just like like you know on soundcloud they're still absolutely eccentric about you know certain artists and like does MySpace still exist? I'm sure there's cunts on there just ripping on. Does no, it? it doesn't. Oh, that would be so sweet if it did. Sorry. Right. That's okay. I don't know. I, I checked, was actually right? thinking, I thought you were going to say like the big, big ones like uh, like Nikki or um, Cardi or fucking Megan. Ah, right, right. That have the stand, you know, they got the names. The Beyonce. The, 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 the barbs yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They're coming through and they'll fucking dox you. They'll find you and they'll, they'll dox jump. You. They'll they did it to this one girl, this one chick from Toronto, oh. who tweeted something about Nikki not, fuck, what was it? Not having hits or not something that wasn't a very insane take. And they came in like boxed her up? No, like D, docs. Docs. Come you know on. what that is? I mean, kicked it to head top. What is that? No, that's okay. So Gucks that means find out no. where you live and put your address and your phone number and everything online. Oh, they just like, expose you. Yeah, it's like an internet thing. So like the, Nikki was in her DMs and then she put those DMs out and Nikki wow. was like, like yelling wow. at her. Wow. Honestly, and then that's because, fucking hilarious. 
Nikki was talking about this girl, yeah, then the it. barbs come through, and then she had to go <laughs> private. And this girl was like a, a um, uh, what is she? Uh, like a writer in Toronto, like a journalist. Type, true. Type so thing. she's talking to some smackers. Yeah, she was stood up for herself and everything, and and uh, they went kind of wild on her, which was kind of bonkers. So to see yeah. that and to see what they did, they I guess <clears throat> they found out this this woman has a daughter too. So they um they 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 put her address and phone number and all this stuff online and shit because that's what those fans do. A lot of them are such that they go, "Oh, Nikki doesn't like you. You're fucked," and they'll go through. So you got to be careful about Nikki. BTS, you can't talk about BTS at all. They'll fuck BTS. What's that? The Korean pop. The Korean group. Okay, check this out. One time, (laughs) I tweeted about Christina Aguilera. I saw a picture of her and she fucked her face up. In my opinion. Uh, oh, because of her She cosmetics. was beautiful. She always was. She did not need to have work, but obviously the industry fucks with everyone's minds and they do things they didn't need to. So I tw- I think I had a photo I saw. And I was shocked because I was a fan of Christina Aguilera, not from the be- sort of from the beginning, and then I fronted Jenny in a bottle, baby. Let's go. That was my joint. And the, the, the next, was it the next album? Stripped album had some fucking jams Absolute on it, right? Joints. So, oh, no, I hear you, bro. She's a talented singer. She's fire. She's, uh, you know, we grew up with her and she we grew up with her fucking sound evolving and shit so she's always got a special place she's fire exactly go right right exactly so it came from that place obviously people didn't know that and yeah. I was like man look at this look what she's done to her face this is crazy like you know you it's like Lil Kim I'd say the same yourselves. thing like unfortunately she did too much work and then just, what are you gonna do yep Exactly, and then a bunch of people were in my uh, mentions. It's true. Because they go around searching for Christina Aguilera, and then people are, like, drilling me. I can't even remember what it was. This was years and years ago, like three, four, five years ago. So I just deleted the tweet. Yeah, fair enough. I'm out, I'm out. Another interesting one. I don't think you – okay, you – I don't know if I told you this, but remember the – that – the disturbance tour in, like, 2003 with Corrupt and we we were hanging out with him and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was this tour in Australia for people who, I guess, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod before. We haven't. And I was a, I haven't? Okay, cool. So I was a music journalist and um, I knew one of the promoters who were uh, bringing out this tour. So I was like the main dude interviewing everyone beforehand. So I did all the, this is back in the day when I had the micro cassette recorder, had to make a long distance call. Classic. And I speak to everyone over the phone and I'd write the interview up and blah, blah, blah. So I interviewed this guy, DJ Fingers, who ended up being a bit of a plug for me there. I think he's in Hong Kong or something now. Um, yeah, Corrupt. Um, who else was on? Tech Nine. Loonies. Super cool. Chris Calico. Uh, I mean, up hanging out with him in his hotel. He was super cool. Oh, yeah, Loonies, like Yuck Mouth. And uh, that Yuck Mouth was, uh, I think we told the Yuck Mouth story before about the blunt rolling and with um, Greenland and stuff. I think, think we told that. Okay, might have, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty sure. So anyway, we went backstage that night. So I, you didn't go to the show. I think I went with Tommy. Tommy mm-hmm. Guns. Shouts to Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns? And we went, uh, Fat Sack was there. Shout out to Fat Sack. <laughs> love Hilarious. Fat Hilarious, love it. And um, so Fat Sack was talking to Mr. Fingers, I don't know how. DJ Fingers, was, like, was that looking like Exhibits DJ? Who was that? I think he he was the tour DJ, I think. So I think he time. was running the whole thing. But may, was Exhibit on that tour? I interviewed Exhibit too, but I don't know if it was that tour or not. Hmm. And I exhibit, interviewed him in person in Melbourne with Andrew Montel from Alpha Fame True. or Acclaim Magazine. Respect. And we, I, so Fingers brought me and Tommy backstage. And fortunately, uh, I brought all of my al- album cover booklets from Chronic, Doggy Style, Dog Food, like all the things that Corrupt were on so he could sign it. So Corrupt was already fucking mashed. Like Mashas. He was <clears throat> Henny, Henny fucked. Henny fucked. So drunk. And so this drunk. was 
either after he performed, maybe it was, I think it was probably after he performed to give him that. He's enjoying himself. He's in Australia. He's chilling, man. Fuck, do you think? Super cool. He was super cool. Everyone was awesome. I got no, there was no drama at all. Now, Corrupt was like already like, and oh, you can finish the story what you saw later on because uh, you went to the after party. Yeah, happened me. to be there already. And um, he was signing my shit. And I, I recall vaguely that it's almost like his wife had his name her name was gail Gotti. i don't mm. know if he's still married to him and it's almost like he had to hold up the pen so that he could write properly because he was struck he was just retarded drunk like he was fucking drunk um either way signed all my shit that was dope that's all it was super simple and for some reason i thought about it or it was one of those things you know sometimes people do the tweets hey what was the interesting celebrity encounter you had oh my god so it was and I just responded, I was like, oh, so in like 2003, I went to this tour, I went backstage, Corrupt was signing all my shit, and his wife, Gail, he was so drunk, his wife, Gail, God, he had to hold his, hold him up while he signed the stuff. Like, it was hilarious, it was awesome. And then she, like, retweeted me, like, quote tweeted me, being like, this is not true, this is absolutely bullshit. Then a whole bunch of her people, oh my God. I didn't even know she was on Twitter, because she was a rapper at some point. And a whole bunch of her people were, like telling me I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, you weren't there. Like, how the fuck do you know? Well, she's like, if Gail says, then that's what it is. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you kinds of fucked. Like, you don't know. This woman, it was 20, almost 20 years ago. So this Gail chick probably didn't remember it because she would have, I imagine if she was a corrupt wife and accompanying him on tour, she would have been on a million tours. So of course she wouldn't have remembered that one fucking night in Melbourne. Like, it's very mm. unlikely that she did remember it. Just not because I don't think she was drunk in any shape no, or form. No, she had to look she after probably him. Was, she was exactly, him I think she was his manager, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, so how the fuck would you remember that? If I exaggerated, cool, but it, it, about the pen holding, and I don't recall exactly because it was a long time ago, but I definitely recall him being super sloshed and needing some form of assistance to either to 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 do it so like she doesn't remember then everyone's just taking her word for it and that shows this like toxic like fan culture where like the person who has the fans can say anything and everyone's just going to believe them. it's kind of uh it's kind of crazy and anyway yeah so after that show then you they all went to the after party i can't remember why i didn't go but you was like it was late as fuck like it was at zoss Zoss, which was Chasers. Okay. Okay, right. Yeah. So it was like some fucking house club, whatever. So happened to be already there and you called me like, boom, boom, man's just heading your way. Look out for this cunt, that cunt. So then I- I think I just said, I'm on the door. Go under my name and you can get in. Or you're- Pretend you're- Oh, no. It was get into the VIP area. Yeah, exactly. So then I spoke to DJ Fingers, let me in, all good. Stood there. Said peace to everybody. Corrupt sitting there on the couch, like literally with a double of Henny in and a Heineken, <clears throat> sitting next to Gail on the couch. He's just like literally leaning on the arm of the couch, just like absolutely struggling, just like basically sipping it, like half falling over, sipping it. And then Gail's holding over onto his arm. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Boom, boom, boom. And then ended up, uh, you know, helping Yuckmouth from the Loonies split a uh, swisher on the floor, rolled a blunt. Smoked. It was, it was a great time. Like, it's just everyone was there. I, d- I didn't see Tech Nine in that room. It was just like um, Yuck Mouth and Corrupt, DJ Fingers, and like a bunch of other random people. 
Um, I ended up getting my homie Jody in because uh, we were on Googs and having a nice time. And like, um, I was all slicked out in like a microfiber shirt, all dressed up, looking like an absolute twat. So it was so funny. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we were out somewhere else and we ended up just coming to, to um, that, that Chase's nightclub. So it was just random. Like, it was such a fucking fun end of the night. And I pretended I was you and uh, it was a good time. But yes, Corrupt was smashed. And <clears throat> I saw him after you saw him. He was so fucked, he didn't even get off the couch. He was uh, struggling to hold up a glass of Hennessy. But, um, so I, I can imagine what you said to be one Right, I wasn't true to be because, No, they couldn't even stand up by himself. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's hilarious, what it's, though. It's just kind of crazy, though, right? Like, yeah. That anyone can just say anything. And look, I wasn't trying to slander anybody. It was just like a funny that's moment what with somebody that I highly respected and nobody was being disrespected in the thing. I am not, there's nothing wrong with being drunk as fuck at your own show after you've performed. And you were kind enough to let me, you know, I was able to come into the dressing room and, and be able to, and you were, you sat there and signed like six album covers for me. Like, gangster. how can I be mad at, I'm not mad at all. It was fucking amazing. I got to meet someone that was like a, a, an idol for us, right? You know, Corrupt was uh, such a ooh, perfect stand week on the Apple Watch. Hey. Hey. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just funny that we got flipped on me, which is some fuck shit. But, you know, that's tisk, the... Uh, tisk to, to the other uh, twits. You know, fucking bunch of shit cunts. So the only other thing on this list that we had, uh, and we put together our own little thing uh, in tribute to what Dan usually does, um, Jake Paul had a fight on last night on Saturday night and he beat, what was the fucking dude's name? Who was a UFC fighter. And oh. he, um, <clears throat> he knocked him out. So I, I can't read, think of his name. One yeah. Sec. You know what? I'll check Twitter. So I saw something and I don't know if it's fucking true. And I like, I don't care that much. It was just something to talk about. Cause it's funny. Um, Tyrone Woodley. Tommy, Tyrone Woodley. Okay. So, Tommy Fury, if I'm not mistaken, is the brother of Tyson Fury, who is the the main, like the heavyweight champion of the world. He keeps beating um, uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, so Jake Paul here. Oh, let me just rewind that, pull that up. This is the knockout. He's got a nice little like right hand sort of. Uh, Thing under Catch there, there you go. See a bit clearer now. <clears throat> Boom! Boom! Right. It's pretty cool shot with all the fucking like the sweat. sweat and stuff flying. Yeah, it's like so s- straight up movie effects. It looks like fucking seriously a Rocky movie. So, what I heard? No, what someone said. Someone was trying to say it's all a setup. They said because Jake Paul now has had five wins, zero losses from his five professional whatever fights, right, right. and apparently the dude who backed out he did it because there was a no knockout clause. And I think that means you're not allowed to knock them out or something. Mm. And then some dude was doing like, you know, the green screen, TikTok slash Instagram reels style. And he was showing, he was like, it's set up because all of it was set up for Jake to win. It was like, they got, this dude got extra money to get knocked out. So that Jake could continue to have a career. Don't know. It's not, un, it's not, it's plausible. Yeah. And Jake Paul has the money and he's a loudmouth dick and blah, blah, blah. But Dude, have you seen, uh, dude, have you seen on Netflix as a series, as a docu- docu-series called Bad Sport? No. And it literally goes through basketball, Le Mans racing, fucking all kinds of 
uh, disciplines of you know sport uh, about f- fixing you know um, point shaving uh, game fixing all this kind of shit the basketball uh, shit in the, in the 90s was crazy as fuck like mm. people were getting you know dudes were betting like a million dollars on a game and like giving the players like 20 grand and shit it was it was insane so that that I wouldn't put it past cunts the amount of money that can be made these days from that kind of shit virtual betting like you know what I mean it's 100% plausible. I wouldn't insane. put it past cunts at all, especially at that level. Mm. They're on that YouTube money, fucking corporate fucking bullshit. They've got the the boxing committees, uh, committees all in, the, in their pocket too because like, that sounds like dodgy as fuck. I definitely would believe that if that came out. I'd be like, okay, cool, sweet ass. No, no, mm. no surprises there. Um, but the punch right, looked so pretty it's... fucking good, but at the same time... I want to see that video you're talking about. Like, is he breaking it down? How? Yeah, I was, I'm trying to find it while you're sort of talking now. I'm trying to see if I can, because it was just on Twitter. There's like a trending topic for Jake Paul. So well, I saw a video. Ex- Sorry. Yeah, go on. No, no, please. There was a video, uh, some reel on Instagram that was showing, you know, the setup before it. And Jake's hand does some little signal. He does like a little out. Little I think you might have seen uh, the same one. Thing, yeah. And he just, then he just, then he all of a sudden girks him. It's like, that's a signal. It's like, what do you reckon? I don't know, man. I I didn't see the fight, but like that, fucking hell! It's it's yeah. It's in- some sometimes when they do um, fixing fights, like some cunt will yell in the crowd and go fucking cooey, and like that's a sign to like oh, okay, now it's time to go yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the handshake was the new fucking let's go cunt show time. It's yeah, no, you're you're so fucking uh, you're so right. So look, who knows what the fuck happened? But another interesting thing that um, Jake Paul said, and I saw him say it in a no, I saw a, a quote. I saw I didn't actually see him say it, and he said uh, he's like, "Yo, from boxing now, he's like, I'm starting to slur like one in every hundred words." Yeah, he's getting fucking words. hit in the head top so much because he's getting hit, and he said he's also forgetting things that he should remember. So Goodness already, me. how old is he? Probably 24, 25, oh. something like that. Twenty six. Um, he is basically like fucked his brain in his twenties for what a bit of money that he already had. Like he was good. He had a pretty nice fucking house and like, you know, he's done pretty well, but you know, is that worth your actual mental capacity? Don't think so, mate. Dude, I was watching a, um, I was watching it was like a compilation video that popped up. I can't remember Twitter or Instagram. And it was like some of the best UFC heavyweight, like not necessarily knockouts, but like the end of the fight where somebody wins. And so obviously these guys, you always forget like a lot of the ones you, I'm used to watching like the Conor McGregor weight level. What's that one? Is that like Like a middle? The lightweights, like the little cunts, the middleweights, whatever. Yeah. So you forget that these heavyweights Dude. are fucking they're two hundred and fifty shit, three hundred pounds of muscle, sick cunt, ready to go, steamroller. It's just insane, and they're just like this blood everywhere, and they're just fucking pounding like Brock each other's Lesnar face. And shit, you mean? Pardon? You mean like Brock Lesnar and shit like that? The big I think cunts? one of them, Bruce Brock Lesnar, Anderson Silva was one of them. Anderson Silva's a middleweight. Is there a guy called Silva they kept he came up in a couple of S I L V A. Yeah, Anderson Silva's an animal. He he's he bloodbath fights, but he's not like a heavyweight or nothing. He's like a, a middle to normal weight cunt. But like the the big dogs like, you know, Frank Mir and um Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar's the guy with the big hands, right? The yeah, massive huge, hands. the biggest gloves in the one of the biggest gloves in the UFC, the cunt's huge. He used to be from the WWE. 
Um, okay, who else was a huge cunt? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. A lot of Brazilian cunts. Junior Del Santos. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a big cunt from the Congo. Oh, man. Fuck, he's so good. Forget. There's a bunch of names I can't even pronounce because some of them are French and that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm many I can find cunts. a way you're talking to. And I still love way, the, the UFC. Anyway, but those, those huge cunts, like, just, they'll just destroy your head, mate. One punch. Peace. So it's almost like, they're just like, exactly. I'm just like, the pounding pause that these people are taking <laughs> to the dome. It's it's just fucking bonkers, man. Like I'm just, and I, and boxing is significantly softer. I mean, obviously you're, you're almost like, it's way almost more head trauma. Oh, the, the gloves, maybe. the glove comparison between UFC and boxing is incredible. Yeah, you As right. far as what? The actual the the, the thickness that, of the glove and how much you actually get gerched in the head between a USC glove to a boxing glove. There's a huge difference. You're right. Like right. The, that's that's a massive difference between those two sports. So people get fucked up in UFC way more because it's clo- it's very close to bare knuckle. Yes, it's the closest so like, you can get to bare knuckle with, without killing you straight away. So imagine like what what that's doing to these dudes' heads, like their brain, their whole body is just getting this trauma all the time. Yeah, they get paid well, but you know, a lot of uh, look what happened to Muhammad Ali. I guess he had Parkinson's, and I imagine that probably could have been caused by the trauma his body took as a boxer. Like all the all a lot of like fighter professional fighters are just fucked from all of that. I don't know. I, I never thought it was worth it. Like it's it, the glory's pretty dope and I guess you feel like you're on top of the world and the adrenaline and beating the fucking shit out of somebody and mm. all the training and work that's gone into it. But then okay, then you got all this money and you can't even stand up by yourself in ten years. Well, that's time the thing, like back in the day, like in the eighties and nineties, Mike Tyson era, Holyfield era, all that bullshit that we kind of you know grew up alongside of. Not that we watched it, but we saw it because it was part of sport culture like the purses were like way bigger and shit well maybe maybe they weren't but like you know mike tyson fame and sacrifice and everything is different to fucking conor mcgregor fame and sacrifice now you know i mean that's a huge difference and like mike tyson like he's gone on on a really he's a very individual sort of case a very specific case because he's gone on his own spiritual journey after getting his fucking head smashed in a million times but I know, man. It's, it's a different game now. So, like, I don't know. Is it better now with all the re- regulations and stuff? Like, are the older boxing generation more fucked than the new ones? Like, it's just—is it getting more dangerous? I don't know. We are not a sport podcast, are we, Cefezi? We're not a. Punchy, we are not, but some not a punchy sports. But we get right into it. You know, I tell you what, we'll give you our fucking like novice two cents, mate. Always will. Always will. I was going to keep going. But I love I how long this. that side tangent of punchy sports went. I kind of like talking about it though because it is interesting to me. I don't know much. Well, it's fun because it, we so don't know shit about it, so we can just explore it from mm-hmm. a like, hmm. We're mostly brand new, and like, I used to watch the UFC a lot with you know my homie in Australia and shit like that, and then you know occasionally Just kept up with it. Shout out to Simas, my boy. Yeah, mate. So it's yeah, it's just like it's it's fun to watch, but like I don't know, cunts need to. Relax. Relax still. After seeing that doco, last thing I'll say about it, the doco on uh, Netflix with um, Aaron Hernandez and the CTE. CTE, is that what it's called with the head trauma? The thing that um, football players get? Uh, CTE? Something like that. Bro, that's fucked up. So Aaron Hernandez was the one who killed a dude and then hit it and he killed himself in his jail cell um, because he had, uh, he was like a real promising, he made it to the NFL 
and he from the head trauma from like running full ball, even though you got a helmet on and stuff and all the padding, you still are going fucking boom into a bunch of yeah, other dudes running boy. into you. Yeah, so that a bunch of other three hundred pound cunts going straight for your so head top. Exactly. And and Joe Rogan talks about that a bunch as well, like the CTE stuff. It's just crazy. So like seeing what it did and they're explaining how it impacts the way you behave it remove it either does something makes you behave a certain way or to remove something else maybe it's the like the critical thinking or something and you just do these crazy things so like huh. anything to do with head traumas it's some serious shit man really i guess that's why is. they uh well get paid so much at the same time is that the risk and reward is ridiculous like <sighs> that's exactly it the risk and reward and you've got to really sum that up like like the UFC, the way they've got the Ultimate Fighter like series, and then they've got they kind of funnel cunts into that. They get like Joe Blow from fucking rural dick fuck nowhere, and they come in and he just beats the shit out of a bag, and then he's really good because he's been punching hay bales all day. And then he got, comes in out of nowhere and gets like a crazy contract, and all of a sudden his life's changed. But then they fuck his head up. Like, is that worth it? I don't know. There's a lot of that going on. I think the UFC has kind of like taken humans for granted and put them into like this big fucking hexagonal fucking punch on farm to just get a massive like the the money that fucking UFC and main event and the cunts that did all the pay-per-view stuff it's out of control numbers and the fighters get chicken scratch it is a lot of money compared to like normal salaries and shit like that but for fuck's sake risk of war they should be getting triple what they're getting that's it and the careers are so short because that's exactly of that right risk. I think the average NFL career, like, you know, you see people like playing in the NBA for 20 five, years. years. Pardon? Isn't like the NFL like five or eight years or something ridiculous like that? I was going to say it's less than 10 for sure. So I think you're probably right. If you're like a big that cunt that takes bashes all the time, I'm pretty sure it's really short, like five or six years. Maybe it depends on the position. Like it, say it like a Tom Brady, like does. a quarterback. Because a quarterback aren't really getting impact. They're the dude at the back. They, they get the hits protecting last. him. They and get sacked occasionally, but not like brutally fucking smushed. They do get injuries, trust, but they don't get smashed like a linebacker. Like, no. remember um, Mike Tyson's hot boxing podcast, the very first season that was on, Eben Britton is a fucking, th- oh, well, he used to be 300-pound fucking linebacker for the Chicago Bears. The cunt's like, he's a teddy bear, but he's a massive cunt. And he was just mm. talking about the toll on the body and the demand for, like, all this shit and, like, how the – you know, the lifespan of an NFL big kind of like that is literally like it can be, you know, five years, eight years, but like sometimes even shorter if you get injured, like because like they take constant hits. It's the same with the mm. the, the UFC guys. They they buy fight, uh, other guys to come and, you know, Mike Tyson, for example, he will buy other fighters to come and train with just to kick the fuck out of him or slash he kicks the fuck out of them. Like they... You know, same thing with NFL guys. They just train constantly and they just, like, bash fucking pads and bash people all the time. They're constantly just smashing their bodies. So. It's, it's ready for game wild, time, man. mate. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just that's the impact on the body. So they have to get paid good as. It's like that uh, danger money. And then on top of that, they get um, addicted to the drugs that help them, the pain Oh, the pain relief. Stuff. Yeah, right. Because they're probably under so much pain and they're going to be on that shit for the rest of their fucking life. Morphine jabs. Well, yeah. I don't oh, know remember that, mo- morphine, that movie, but- fucking Any Given Sunday, Jamie Foxx, all them cunts. Mm. That's got mm. it in there. That's got a bit of a glimpse of that world in there too. This is the guy's like shit. From the from fucking, yeah, that's right. That's right. Like 90, 
Seven, eight. Like late 90s. 98. Yeah. But you're right. It's talking about it and it's got way worse ever since. Of course. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just eh? fascinating. Sports, yeah, eh? Sports. Yes. Sports. Look at that. That was probably a solid 15 minutes on sports, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Now we're officially going uh, music slash sports. Uh, sports commentary. We'll change the category. And yep. uh, we're going to go number one in Barbados. <laughs> sports so commentary. We're going to be... <laughs> Can you imagine that we started made this in, whoa, into a fucking sports podcast? Yeah. From, from absolute know. newbies. Like, you know... <laughs> For like dumb cunts that barely even watch sport, you know, I can maybe talk about mountain biking from some sort of knowledgeable point, and we can both talk about like Aussie rules football and maybe a bit of cricket, Basketball. but everything else, like, fucked if I know, mate. Yeah, we can you just know. make it up. That's probably part of the part of the fun. Maybe we have a little segment where we review some sports stuff. The drunker I get, the more we can talk about sports. <laughs> I might bring a well, six pack for the next episode. Maybe we could okay. in the final one. We could, Ooh. you know. Bring a little punchy fighty sports. So to wrap it up, just as if Dan was here. So Dan's been doing this shit at the end of the episodes where he would pick four artists and then we have to order them in our, for, for four different categories. Mm. Um, so this one here. So the first category is most influential artist. And the four artists that we chose, we kind of, well, I think I chose them. You didn't actually do it, but we did it I together. I had nothing to do with it, mate. Pause. Uh, we have Royce the Five Nine, Scarface, Fonte, and Nipsey Hussle, Oof. which is a pretty... All of these dudes are like in my top five, top ten uh, rappers. So I was trying to think of like real lyricist types to try and switch it up from the sort of vibe that Dan's been bringing. So as far as most influential out of those Oof. four rappers... Now, influential, this one's easier because I think we decided last week to make it um, personal, influential, personal. And then the last category is... Influential cool, personal? Cool. Oh, man. So to, to cool. You. Oh, goodness. Okay, cool. I think our answer is so, going to be different. I think they will be because there's different. There's like influential as in like you want to make music like them or influential like Just I want to rap to like bars them. Or, or like to, to, that helps me want to write or that inspires me to write. No? Is that, so the same, that's the same that, bunch of. I think you can organize it either way because it's such an interesting one for this for us specifically because of these cats are all very important for us and it's like mm. okay do you want to go first um okay influential influential struth um i'm probably going to regret this but i was going to say royce fonte nipsey scarface that actually sounds pretty right to me because I think you. overall, I think like, I still, I don't know. I think that Royce has got more for me to listen to and listen to him for a little longer than Fonte, even though I love him just as much. I think I'm going to stick by that. Fuck it. Okay. I like that. So it's probably a good way to say this, like, as far as maybe looking at it from a perspective of who inspires me or inf- influenced me the most for... As, a, as an MC, um, I would probably put Fonte, Royce, mm. Nipsey, Scarface. That's what I was going to do, but oh. I was like, mm. Well, Scarface, Nipsey. No, because I don't really rap like Nipsey. And Scarface is about the storytelling shit that I've always loved. Yeah, I'd probably stick with that. Um, 
Fonte just because like like he's just the fucking insaneness. I know Royce was also the type I want to rap, and you always said this, and I always I do the same as uh, if I'm trying to write or about to write. I go let me listen to Royce for a bit mm. and get sort of in a vibe. Definitely depending gets the on the flowing. It, it depends on the song. Royce can get you rapping, rapping, and then Fonte can make you like you know come from the other side and do like the the odd patterns or maybe like approach it different. So they both do the same thing. Um, yeah. That answer can the top two can swap depending on what the deal is, but like I'm glad that we had different answers. That's good. Yeah, but I, I think I agree with you that the top two could probably swap depending. Yeah, but fun. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Slutty. So then the next one is the best discography out of these dudes. See, this is this hard, is an interesting man. one. Yeah, because you're gonna have to say it personally. How obviously it's all subjective, so. They're also fucking good. It's a, and they've got different volumes. To be fair, as well, obviously Scarface has a much larger discography. You know, Nipsey has a bunch of well, Nipsey's got a fuck ton of mixtapes, but one album. But yeah, but all that mixtapes are basically albums. Yeah, basically. Uh, well, the way he did them too, because like most of his uh, mixtape shits were original beats. That's exactly correct. So they may as well be considered they're, they're like, albums. They're street albums or whatever well. you call it, right? So, yeah, you go. Yeah. I think he considered them mixtapes, but you're right. He was slanging them really... like they were fucking real ones. Correct. <sighs> I am going to say while you're thinking there, Do I'm going to say, and this is just my personal feelings on it, that of the discographies that I would like the most, I'd probably say Fonte would be first. Um, fuck, it's hard. Like, Scarface... And then look, I, I'd almost say that it'd be a tie between Nipsey and Royce because I think Royce has a very patchy discography. Yeah. I haven't loved everything he's done, but Nipsey, I only got into him, into what he does, maybe a few years before he passed, like two or three years before he passed. So I wasn't like there in 2010 listening to like the Crenshaw mixtape or Marathon or what it was called. Like yeah. I just, I wasn't doing that so i can't front like i know now i i think for like a weeks after he died i only listened to nipsey um and i was reacquainting myself with the older stuff um but i can't say i'd yeah I th i'd probably say even royce slightly over nipsey but victory lap is one of my favorite albums so it's a tough one it's super tough man fuck like nipsey definitely came through with the uh the clutch album at the end there well fuck yeah, yeah. Didn't want it to be the end, but fucking okay. So discography, I reckon same. Fonte, for sure. Royce, and then like Scarface is super sick, but like I think I don't know I was too young for him when I first heard him on tape with you. You know what I mean? Like I still I got it. That. I liked it, but like I got I appreciate it more when I was like twenty one. Riding around the mountains, like fucking just listening to the tapes that we, you know, I borrow off you and whatever the fuck. So, like, it was more of an older thing. Like, um, I, came, I came around with Skyface when I got a little bit older, but like, still, I don't know. So, um, yeah, fuck. I know, right? Yeah, I just no disrespect to Skyface, but I'm gonna have to do Fonte, Royce, Nipsey, Skyface for the discography. No, that's fair. It's got to be how you feel about it, right? And yeah, what, in, that's what, just, yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of this? It's, it's We're all going to have different answers. Okay, that's a good one. Next one, I think almost this is probably the toughest, like yeah. lyricist. Who is the best lyricist out of these four individuals? Hmm. 
Well, I, this is actually not that hard for me. <sighs> okay, you go first then. It's a similar kind of similar kind of thing. So, um, like fuck. Okay, so <laughs> no, no, right. for lyricist <clears throat> of pure output and exploration of the English language and just volume, I think Royce takes it over Fonte. Is that mm-hmm. cool? I'm gonna say the same. Yes. Fuck. I mean that's cool, yeah. but like that's how I feel. Like it's like just in, the, in my loins. Yeah. That's how it felt. I have any. There's nothing burning after I said it. I feel good. So good. Um, then, then taking down the scullery, put matchsticks in the keyholes. Right. Right. Anyway, um, and then fuck. So then, I'm, Scarface wasn't influential as a lyricist to me, but I very much enjoyed him, like Ice Cube and. That with storytelling ability, Slick Rick, those legends. So I think like I'm gonna have to go, Fonte Royce, Nipsey Scarface for the lyricist as well. No, oh, you mean Royce Fonte? Royce, sorry, Royce yeah. Fonte, Nipsey Scarface for the lyricist. Okay, I think I'm gonna be very similar to you for the reasons that you also said, which I think are very valid. If you look at the like you said, the exploration of language and output of work, it has to be Royce. It just has to be. He's got so much. Um, yeah, it has so much. Fonte doesn't have anywhere near as much, but he was... But the quality and quantity war, well, not war, argument he, comes into play. Very much so. And the the ability of him, whether it's like, you know, writing melodies or writing singing lyrics versus rap lyrics, and then the flows that he did uh, was just impeccable. So he would be... It's like a close second. Like it's... Yeah, it could go either way, close. but I think, I think it's be unfair to not put Royce... Then you look at Scarface and Nipsey. They both typically rap slow at all times. Neither of them ever really rap fast. Mm. Uh, they both have a very um, uh, clear way of rhyming. Um, you can hear every word. You can understand lots of emotion in their voice. Nipsey, uh, Nipsey's probably a little more um, uh, monotone maybe. Yeah. Um, Scarface, oh, man. Like you said, Scarface got the storytelling. Nipsey, to me, has a lot of the- And he has like a strong like, tone, like the old man. Not old man. He's in like a strong tone, like, you know, comes from experience wise. tone. Yeah, wise tone. Yes. No, 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 no. Like he's got that- That was, that was a little more- uh, mm. public just, enemy, so, I'm just anyway. thinking about his verse on This Can't Be Life. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it's just impeccable. He's just so fucking This can't good. be life. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is me for my career. I got a phone call from one on. of my, you know, he's like the way he's like, like the depth of the voice, the bass, and then that sort of like is like a mini, you know, oh God, it's disgusting. I'm going to listen to it after this. Um, mm. So I'd probably have to put Scarface just above Nipsey because I probably, I've heard, I just heard more of Scarface for longer. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely. I, mm. I don't, yeah, it's, this is a really tough one. You don't want to have to order any of these gentlemen because they're fucking goats and, and, they're incredible, but yeah, I would probably have to say that. I, I think uh, I like that, we were dude. pretty similar there. Yeah. Proper. Last one, and this is probably more general, and this is transcending. So, which artist has the most is the most transcending and and arguably kind of like influential to the culture, to hip hop culture overall? Who has left a lasting, uh, more influential or transcending legacy? I would say uh, across the board. Hmm. Maybe you know in hip hop culture and beyond. Fucking hard, man. This is difficult because you can go. I mean, unfortunately, Nipsey's not with us. So, does that change the structure of the answer? 
I have some thoughts about that, but you can decide how you see fit. I, I think it will it will affect that, but you got to look about, think about the effect that Nipsey's legacy has had on the, on already. the way that people approach me already. And he's only been gone, I guess it's, oh my goodness, it's two years in March. No, three years Three in years March. in March, yeah, it's 2019. Oh Jesus. So if you look at it like that, you know, you think about what what effect it's had on on the game and and on the new fucking batch of rappers. Like, where would you put him? Hmm. Where, where, where that, think about it like that anyway. So yes, even if he has yeah. been gone, there's still an impact. Yeah, I mean, damn. I um, yeah, probably would have to put Nipsey at the top, wouldn't you? <sighs> it's either Nipsey or Scarface. Yeah. Because Scarface um, is from that been around since, and, he, the 80s. and he's bur- he's like you know he's influenced so many other like you know Scarface is like an Ice Cube or a fucking you know yes. that that kind of caliber because they were the first of the kind they birthed a lot of other they influenced so many other people to fucking rap they like you know Eminem for example as well um, not as a good example but like still super influential like Scarface is one of those guys who is a pillar of that style of rap. Like he's yep. one of the better story rappers that I could probably think of, um, so yeah, you got to give him that. So um, it'd be you know either of Nipsey or Scarface at the top, and then transcending would be interesting. Like so, Fonte sings, raps, does all kinds of shit. He's transcending genres. I don't know. He's just he's doing all kinds of shit. Does that fit? Is that cool? Yes, hundred percent. Um, with foreign exchange and like everything else, even just singing on his own shit, like. Mm. Hmm. Royce does sing too on Allegory and um, Book of Ryan, Book of Ryan. Um, which was you know surprising to a lot of cunts. So that's everyone's everyone's uh, flipping the script there. This is a hard one, actually, dude. What the fuck? Mm. Goodness me, see Feezy. I know, fucking hell. All right, so. <sighs> goodness me. So I'm gonna. Do it. Do it. Um, Nipsey Scarface. Fonte Royce? I don't know. Is that fine? I'm not sure. I'm not, I think that's fair. I'm not happy with this. I, need, I would I probably... <laughs> I'm asking for more time, God damn it. I know. <laughs> Let's come back next week, next week and shit. Fucking hell. Come. We might have switched it up. Who fucking knows? I, I think you've got it mostly right. I think I'd probably put Scarface first just because of the longevity. He probably longevity, has a larger, yeah. okay, wider... That makes sense. Yeah, like a bit of a wider net of, of influence and such over the culture. Nipsey, a close second, just because in the last few years, he's really got people thinking about their business and how to, you know, actually create wealth and not just go spend it on dumb shit like actually you know buy property own thing give back to the community and stuff like i think what he's done is just so fucking important so deeply important and the you tell how people how you really lived in life after the way that people you know talk about you after you passed and the way it's just like he's just one of the greatest i think it's one of the biggest losses of all music anyone who's passed it's just devastating i feel like he's just robbed for everyone we were just all robbed yeah not to mention his family like um so probably scarface nipsey and i would say i feel like just royce is so fronted on he has to be last it has to be fonte royce and i just like fonte got his bunch of love i think we i don't know if we talked about it last week but doja cat was posting yeah that, that was brother. awesome i love that i was, I re- that was cool i, right? I reposted that it was great she listened to the most one of the most like you know 
underground shit slash, you know, impeccable verses that hip-hop has heard. And then the fact that she commented on it like that was like, oh, you know. And pulled the verse up and knew the lyrics. Yeah, she's a gangster. She's, she was listening to it on her live while she's doing her makeup and she pulled it up because she's like, that shit is so perfect. Fuck y'all, let me run that back. And she's like, mm. yeah, she's a gangster. Big fan. Yeah. And then she put out, I think after that. I That's one of those good character she... moves. Dave East is to do one of those things and I love the cunt. Just give me, yeah. just, you know, give me one well, of those. Well, you know, the good thing about the, the comparison to that was Doja Cat has a uh, large fan base. It's very pop. Very uh, pop. And, and little brother. Expands the reach, man. Perfect. It's the reach. That's why it was important to, for her to do what she did for them. But the timing, which almost makes it sound like it feel like it was planned because they just got control back of the listening from the ABB records. Right. So they started selling, they sold 30 signed copies on vinyl of the listening or something like that. And they were like 300 us a pop. And they, I went, as soon as I saw it, I went to the, uh, the link and they were already sold out. Oh my God. Not that I would have spent, or was it a hundred? Maybe it wasn't 300. It might've been 100 dollars. And I was like a hundred us and plus the shit probably would have cost me like, over 200 Canadian to get it if I got it and I was like I don't know if I would have done that but either way I feel like that that was a like Fonte has you know he's he's the um he's on Quest Love's QLS podcast as I think I've never listened to it but I think he's I don't know if he's an interviewer or like does some sort of music shit on there mm. like he's a voiced characters on Sesame Street and like he's just like he's done so much I just feel like well Fonte Royce wrote a rap well. that fucking common spat on Sesame Street you know that shit Yes, exactly. He that did was that proper. Too. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Speaking Imagine of that, yeah, Royce Sesame Street money. That would be fire. Imagine what? Imagine getting that Sesame Street money and like rapping with fucking or getting someone yeah. to rap your shit with Big Bird. That'd be fucking gangster. As Imagine right. telling mum, be like, oi, mate, guess what I did, eh? Fucking That'd be Sesame sick. Street, I. Uh, she's like, you can't uh, fuck, die. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's on Googs and cash. Sesame Street, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, nah, yeah. Well, look, we're at an hour 12, so hour 13 almost probably because we had a big chunk of punchy fighty sports. Oh, too, so we, we were just a- getting down to the nitty-gritties with the punchy sports, dude. Like, Mate. tune in next week for your uh, weekly insight of punchy <clears throat> cutting the head sports Love here it. on Bad Be Habits. Fucking boom. Hey. And with that, where can every cunt find you online mate uh pornhub.com forward slash notion baby <laughs> oh sorry wait wait instagram wait, 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 wait. at notion baby uh twitter and facebook same joint uh ill note studios on twitter and facebook illnotestudios.com notionbeats.com give me a fucking shout mate all links in the description mate. yes that's true you can also get me a pornhub.com slash sweet dick willy sweet also dick at- willy Sweet Dick Willie is what they call me. I got a lot of great ones liked on there, so you can check my liked porn. Solid. Got some fucking bangers, mate. Get bangers. a box of tissues. You'll need them. Now, uh, you can find me at CWFOR, Instagrizzle, and Twitter. Oh, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, you know the fucking drill. Smash thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the flipping notification bell. Ding, mate. So you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media everywhere at The Movement Fan. We go live. I think we're going to be on time. Uh, this, hey. Every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. When I say go live, meaning these episodes premiere or they drop for y'all. Um, the final one, I think, because Christmas is Saturday. Boxing Day is wow. Sunday. So I don't know if we're going to do it. We might try and do it maybe on the Monday, the 27th or something like that. Maybe we'll just do it then in the afternoon or some shit. And we could quickly 
smash it out and get everything out like live and like boom 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 uh and we'll do our nice little um what do you call it? A little year-end wrap-up and yep. we'll put a bunch of categories together and let you kind of know what's going Um So thank you for uh, watching and listening, y'all. Until next week. Get a dog up, yeah. Get a dog up, yeah. Get Hitch a dog. Get a woofer. Like get a that. woofer can't. Right. Get a woofer. Oh. Put it, look at Nosh. Put it up, you like that can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Fist it, mate. Throw it in, you Get it shoulder deep. If your elbow's Fucking. not in it, you're not doing it right. Now, oh shit, thumbnail. Quickly, can we get this done on time? Do ah. it. Boom, we got it just oh, in time. So Look at good. That. And we are. We the best.